0: Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Synnex Premium Diesel. Synnex Premium Diesel, a more complete additive package for a more complete
1: burn. Informing America's farmers and ranchers. It's Adams on Agriculture, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Here's your host, Mike Adams. Hello,
0: everyone, and welcome to Adams on Agriculture. Thank you for joining us here at Midweek and letting us be part of your day. Struggling struggling with a cold today. Hopefully the voice will hang on. Please bear with me. Here's what we're going to have on the program today. We're going to take a look at the impact tariffs are having on various states around the country. We'll talk with Brian Keel, co-director of Farmers for Free Trade. Also to talk about Maybe some new issues and challenges to getting USMCA passed. We've kind of focused on the challenges here in the U.S., but there's some things happening with Mexico, and certainly with some political turmoil and unrest in Canada that could impact passage of USMCA. In the so we have to watch these other countries as well. Those were kind of givens going into this. We're just looking at what happens here in the U.S., but we need to look at all three countries. We'll be doing that on today's program. We'll talk markets and trade. And uh, all the news going on with China, the hopes of what they're buying, what they're not buying yet. We'll talk about all that with Arlen Suderman with INTL FC Stone. And on our harvest report today, we'll go back to the Farm Progress Show site in Decatur, Illinois. A month ago, we were talking with host farmer David Bricks. We'll check in with him today to see how much uh, harvesting has been done since the Farm Progress Show. So that's coming up. On today's show, but we're going to start it off today with Jerry Hagstrom with the Hagstrom Report, who's getting ready to cover a congressional hearing. Jerry, a few things happening in Washington D.C. today.
2: There sure is a lot happening at the moment. I'm standing in the in the uh, ground floor of the Rayburn House Office Building. I'm sorry if there's some noise here. Uh, I'm going to cover a hearing on food aid, both that distributed by the Agriculture Department and the Agency for International Development, and then I'm going over to the Senate side to cover a hearing on livestock, where the cattle groups are expected to have some differences of opinion about what to do uh, about the cattle markets in the wake of that fire in Kansas that seems to have uh, thrown a few wrenches in, in how cattle prices are determined.
0: So So it's a big day. Yeah, even though the national headlines, of course, are on what's going on with the House and the impeachment process, uh, there there are a lot of other things going on right now, as you pointed out. A number of these hearings going on, and uh, I think it's going to be interesting, especially I want to focus on that livestock hearing, because there's been so much attention, questions raised about uh, uh, the markets since that fire. Uh, So we should maybe get a... We'll certainly get some more information on that today from uh, those involved in the industry.
2: Yes, but I wouldn't dismiss the national headlines in terms of agriculture and rural House districts. I was amazed yesterday to see that the vast majority of the members of the House Democrats on the House Agriculture Committee are in favor of the impeachment inquiry that uh, that House Speaker Pelosi announced. Uh, The one big name who's not enthusiastic about it is Colin Peterson, the chairman. I think that's because he comes from such a rural district that the support for President Trump there is very strong.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting how this plays out. And even this issue, the impeachment issue, could impact USMCA.
2: Uh, yes uh, uh, Yes, it could. Uh, Peterson mentioned that it could make it hard to pass USMCA. And and also the White House uh, vaguely mentioned that this could uh, hamper legislation. And Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley also said, uh, well, that the Democrats would be wrong if they were to focus on this instead of focusing on legislation. So we'll have to see what this means. Personally, I think the pressure for US, passing USMCA is pretty great as long as the uh, the Trump administration can satisfy the demands of the Democrats on the enforcement issues.
0: Which remains to be seen, though. But as I mentioned earlier, there's some things happening uh, even in Canada that make it, uh, you know, it's not as clear what uh, that position will be in Canada as things uh, unfold there.
2: Well, yes, because Canada is having a, a... our equivalent of a presidential election or their equivalent of one uh... and justin trudeau who has of course whose people have negotiated this agreement uh... is uh, uh... under criticism for uh... unrelated issues uh... and it's not sure that he'll be elected that uh, that election is on october twenty first
0: and we have heard from the uh some in Canada are very critical of Trudeau's handling of the USmca negotiations and critical of some aspects of the deal they may not be in favor of it
2: well that's right that's right uh, if the conservatives win in Canada I don't know how they would handle this because of course they've always been very pro free trade so uh, if you know if they were to if, endanger the trade situation with the united states i don't know how they they their voters would react to that but we just have to wait and see
0: we thought we might be focusing today on a u.s japan trade deal but uh, all of a sudden the u.n meeting got really pushed aside yesterday because of the impeachment news what are we hearing on the u.s japan
2: well i am here uh, there have been several reports in washington that the u.s uh, japan deal is finished Uh, There's a question of whether uh, the the Japanese prime minister and Trump are going to sign that agreement today. Uh, The the Japanese wanted assurances that the U.S. would not put on onerous uh, tariffs on on Japanese autos and were pressuring to get that before they would agree to to finalize it. Um, But they also say the agreement is complete, but there are no details yet. So that's as as far as we've been able to get on that.
0: Speaking of no details, I know that Senator Grassley and some others are getting frustrated by the lack of an announcement on the RFS and biofuels policy from the White House. What are you hearing there?
2: Yes, Senator Grassley held a call with reporters yesterday, and I have rarely heard him so angry with the White House. Uh, uh, He is really frustrated uh, over this. And the most important thing he said was that the voters in Iowa, the farmers, uh, can accept uh, China, uh, Trump's negotiations with uh, with China, uh, their complaints about China. Uh, but on the, uh, but the, his, the position on the RFS, the approval of the small refinery wai- waivers, is really hurting Trump in Iowa.
0: So it's going to be interesting to see how this impeachment process impacts all these issues and so many things. I mean, uh, anything that has to work its way through Congress, they're ob- obviously preoccupied. Many of them with the impeachment process. Will it overshadow everything else?
2: Oh, I think they can they can walk and chew gum at the same time if they want to. I think Congress could do almost anything if it wants to. Uh, if there's a you know uh, 50% want to, but that's the real question: Do they want to?
0: Yep, that's what we're going to find out for sure. Jerry, thanks a lot. We'll let you get to those hearings. We appreciate it.
2: Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye.
0: Okay. Jerry Hackstrom with the Hagstrom Report covering some hearings on Capitol Hill today. Well... How will all this uh, impeachment news uh, impact USMCA? And as we talked about what's going on in Canada and even in Mexico, the tariff situation, the president talking about perhaps more tariffs to Mexico, that could impact USMCA. And what impact are the tariffs having here in the United States, state by state? We'll go over that information with Brian Keel, co-director of Farmers for Free Trade. That's next on AOA. Adams on Agriculture, brought to you by Synex Premium Diesel. Synex Premium Diesel. Diesel that doesn't mess around.
3: The sounds of success vary from person to person. Success sounds like this to a credence soybean grower. Along with 43 new varieties this year, Credenz Soybeans come with agronomic expertise from BASF. That means expert advisors who bring local insights on seed selection, management decisions, and crop protection options. Knowing the kind of success you're shooting for? That's smart. Ask your local BASF seed advisor about Credenz Soybeans. Always read and follow label directions recently on Adams on agriculture
0: happy to be joined now by the new ceo of the national Cattlemen's beef association colin woodall colin thanks for joining us congratulations
4: thank you mike i really appreciate it i'm looking forward to the challenge and i appreciate you having me on this morning
0: well you're the new ceo but you're not new to the beef industry or to ncba how many years now 15 years
4: with NCBA, and all of those were in the Washington, D.C. office for the past 10. I have been the head of our operations in Washington, D.C., and, of course, that's been a great opportunity to work on all of the policy priorities of NCBA's membership, and now in this new role, I'll still have a hand in, in that entire operation as far as our policy and making sure we're delivering on behalf of our members, but also spend more time focused on recruiting for new membership uh, here at NCBA, and also spending a lot of time on the work that we do as the
1: largest contractor to the National Beef Checkoff.
0: For the information important to rural America, join us on Adams on Agriculture.
5: Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. We're excited to explore the topics that make a difference to agriculture. The Farm Bill, Immigration Reform, Reducing Regulations, Trade, New Technology, as well as Infrastructure and Health Care. Through the year, Adams on Agriculture will originate on location from several major national meetings and events. Subscribe to the show's podcast at AmericanAgNetwork.com. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network.
0: Adams on Agriculture is brought to you by Synex Premium Diesel. With Cenex Premium Diesel, you can count on a diesel
1: that will keep your operation in top shape. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams.
0: All right, lots going on with trade. Let's talk with Brian Keel, co-director of Farmers for Free Trade. Brian, good to talk with you again
4: thank you mike
0: let's start with japan uh, japan's foreign affairs spokesperson telling reporters yesterday the u.s and japan have completed trade talks saying things are on track the negotiating process has been completed the results will be submitted to the two leaders although he did not offer details on the uh, final provisions of the deal but it looks like it's still on track that certainly would be good news
2: it is good news Um we're hearing that for ag, it's
4: likely to be very similar to the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Um, so as you may recall, um, in uh, in 2016, the United States concluded negotiations with 11 other countries, including Japan, Vietnam, Canada, Australia, um, to create an, a 12-member trade bloc that would lower tariffs and allow free trade between those countries. Uh, when President Trump came into office, he pulled us out of that trade deal and said, he could get a better deal by negotiating one-on-one with countries. For ag, at least, it looks like the Japan deal is largely a cut and paste of the Trans-Pacific Partnership. We're not seeing a lot of change from that original deal to to what's now apparently on the table.
0: So we'll wait and see on that. Meanwhile, the president speaking at the U.N. meeting yesterday had some more tough uh, talk concerning China. It'll be interesting to see how this may or may not impact this next round of talks.
4: Right. I mean, China, as, as everyone knows who's, who's been following the story, it's on again, off again. It seems like every, every couple of weeks we're on the verge of a deal, and then, then we raise tariffs, and then we're on the verge of a deal again. So it can be a little head-spinning to follow it. Um, you know, we're, we're hopeful things are moving in the right direction. What we do know is that the trade war with China has been devastating the U.S. ag,
2: and, and the sooner we can get it wrapped up,
0: the better. President saying not only has China declined to adopt promised reforms, it has embraced an economic model dependent on massive market barriers, heavy state subsidies, currency manipulation, product dumping, forced technology transfers, and the theft of intellectual property, and also trade secrets on a grand scale. So that, that's an interesting backdrop when the uh, two sides sit down again here shortly to uh, talk about a trade deal.
4: It is. It absolutely is. And I think, you know, the, the real question for everyone to think about is not so much should we take on China and its bad behavior. I think there's uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone in America that would say no to that question. The real question is how should we take them on and how can we be successful? And I think for a lot of farmers the concern is we've done a go-it-alone, like, hey, we're, we're the big foley, we're going to go take on China and we're going to win. Well, China's big, too. You know They've got a lot of people, they got a lot of mouths, they got a lot of purchasing power. And, and I think if we're going to be successful with China, ultimately, we need to get our allies engaged, Canada, Mexico, EU, countries that we've been fighting trade wars with. We should stop those trade wars, and we should get everyone focused on correcting China's behavior.
0: We're talking with Brian Keel, co-director of Farmers for Free Trade. I want to talk about tariffs. We know the president likes tariffs. He uses them quite often. Uh, but the tariffs. Uh, tariffs hurt the heartland coalition released some information uh, yesterday showing the impact of these tariffs on several states around the country including some key political states in this upcoming presidential election
4: that's correct so tariffs hurt the heartland is a campaign uh, that farmers for free trade uh, participates in along with a number of other businesses and associations and every month one of the things that campaign does is gather the latest tariff data uh and so two, two couple points for people to think about. There are tariffs that the U.S. is putting on inbound goods. So products coming from China, products coming from the E.U., from Turkey, from India, are subject to tariffs coming into the United States. Tariffs are just a fancy word for taxes. So if a stereo is coming into the United States and it's subject to a tariff, and let's say it costs $100, it might cost $105 or $125 because it's had a tax put on top of it. Um What we found with the latest tariff tracker data is that the U.S. consumers and businesses paid an extra $6.8 billion in taxes in July of 2019, the highest level of tariffs slash taxes ever placed on imports in United States history. So we're really in uncharted waters here. We're, We're putting taxes on American consumers, and China's retaliating by putting taxes on U.S. ag products, which is driving down our export markets. So we're kind of losing on both sides of the
0: equation. Yeah, and we look at some states like Florida, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Those are key political states in this campaign, and uh, taxpayers uh, in in those states have uh, been hit hard with these tariffs.
4: Right, and again, it's both sides of the equation. I mean, you look at you look at the taxpayers in those states who have been hit hard by the the import tariffs. Um, so consumers and small businesses are paying more, and, and you hear those stories. These aren't sort of academic numbers. There are real businesses that have laid off real workers from real families because their cost of goods is too expensive now. So in those states, you have businesses that are shutting down and laying off workers. The flip side of the coin is also for ag and ag exports. Let's not forget how important ag exports are. I mean, ag from Michigan, ag from Wisconsin, ag from Pennsylvania and Ohio, those are all critical sources swing states in the upcoming election. And ag has been decimated in those states. I mean, dairy farmers in Wisconsin have been going bankrupt at record numbers.
0: Let's talk about USMCA. Uh, you had the recent rally in Washington, D.C. Now we have uh, the impeachment issue here in this country. We have th- a threat of more tariffs on Mexico. We have pol- some political unrest in Canada and some opposition uh uh, leaders there, uh, not happy with the USMCA and talking about making changes. So, what do you think about these latest headwinds to getting USMCA passed?
4: <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm going to take an optimistic note here, so that I don't sound like a complete downer on this phone call. <laughs> um, uh, I I'm still optimistic we're going to get USMCA passed. You know, there are a lot of swing Democrats in, in tight races across the country who have indicated they want to see this bill get through, that there is a spirit of bipartisanship, certainly in farm country. Um, you know, new, new Democrats like Abby Finkenauer in Iowa, um, who I think know, look, USMCA is critical to U.S. agriculture. So I'm cautiously optimistic when push comes to shove, Congress is going to move this bill and we're going to pass it. Now, what happens in Canada? Whole separate ballgame. I'm not really sure. We'll, we'll watch that, but... I. I do think if the U.S. passes the bill, Canada will likely follow.
0: Are you concerned this impeachment situation uh, overshadows everything and keeps things like USMCA from getting done?
4: It could. Certainly it's a concern. I, I think, you know, there there is maybe another way to look at it, though, which, again, is when you think about those those Democrats who are in, in swing districts, um, some of them are going to be... Pushing impeachment, or maybe forced into a tough vote on impeachment ultimately, and and they may be looking for things that they can do that are positive to Republicans and positive for the president. That they need to show they're bipartisan. I, I'm hopeful at the end of the day that we kind of take politics out of USMCA and say, look, it doesn't matter whether you're Democrat or Republican. If if you're a farmer, what you care about is exporting your products, and Canada and Mexico are our. Two of our top three largest export destinations for U.S. ag—you know, whether it's pork or dairy or corn or processed foods—we need USMCA in place to stabilize those markets. So, I'm hopeful at the end of the day, this isn't about politics; it's it's about doing what's right for the American farmer.
0: I share your hope, but yet it's hard to it's hard to find anything that uh, politics doesn't become a part of and impacts. Uh, the process, and I'm, it's going to be a big challenge. I would say, even in you and something like USMCA, even for those who think it would be good, the political pressures may be brought to bear on them uh, that could impact how this turns out.
4: It it absolutely could, and I'll I'll give anyone who's listening out there in in the the, the heartland today an easy thing you can do: if you take out your cell phone and text to the number five two eight eight six. So that's the phone number you're texting to. Text to 52886 and text the phrase USMCA letter. So two words, USMCA letter. Text that to 52886. You can add your name to a farmer sign-on letter. We have over 2,000 farmers who have signed that letter so far, and the numbers are climbing. We're going to use that letter and, and those folks to really put pressure on Congress to say, look, you've got to get this done. So if you care about this trade deal, text usmca letter two words the 52886
0: yep make your voice heard your feelings known for sure brian thank you very much for the update we'll talk again soon
2: thanks so much mike sure appreciate your time
0: take care brian Keel, co-director of farmers for free trade how are the markets reacting to all the news of the day and what about the sales to China. Where are we? What are they buying? What aren't they buying yet? We'll talk about that with Arlen Suderman with INTL FC Stone. Stay with us. You're listening to AOA Adams on Agriculture. Synex Premium Diesel comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn to optimize performance in all engines.
3: The sounds of success vary from person to person. Success sounds like this to a Credence Soybean Grower. Along with 43 new varieties this year, Creden's Soybeans come with agronomic expertise from BASF. That means expert advisors who bring local insights on seed selection, management decisions, and crop protection options. Knowing the kind of success you're shooting for? That's smart. Ask your local BASF seed advisor about Credenz Soybeans. Always read and follow label directions.
5: Time now for a market check here on Adams on Agriculture. I'm Rusty Halverson from the American Ag Network. We've got minus signs early in corn, soybeans. Minneapolis spring wheat, though, continues to trend higher. USDA says 581,000 tons of soybeans were sold to China in 2019-2020. Mexico buying 200,000 metric tons of U.S. corn for delivery yesterday during the 2019-2020 marketing year. Corn and soybean maturity Falling further behind the five year average last week, according to USDA. New crop November soybeans eked out a marginal gain on Tuesday, the market consolidating on an inside day on the charts. 10 day moving average was acting as support as we began this Wednesday session. That level seen at 890 and a quarter. An hour into the day, November soybeans, 887 and three quarters, down six and a half. December corn down a penny and a half at 373 and a quarter. Chicago wheat, December down two and a half, 479 and a quarter. Kansas City, December up a quarter of a cent at 405 and a quarter. Minneapolis spring wheat, December at 552 and three quarters, up eight and a quarter. March up eight and a half at 564 and a half. Livestock of the Merck in live cattle futures. Nearby October is up 42 at 102.55, December up 45 at 107.87. Feeder cattle an hour into the day, October down a nickel at 141.60. Cash cattle activity said to be quiet so far on this Wednesday. In lean hog futures, October up 82 at 62.82, December up 70 at 69.77. Outside markets on Wall Street, the Dow up 33, S&P down 7, November crude oil down a dollar 44. You're listening to Adams on Agriculture. I'm Rusty Halverson for the American Ag Network
1: Well,
0: let's talk markets with Arlen Suderman, Chief Commodities Economist for INTL FC Stone. Arlen, thanks for joining us. Let's start with China. The president uh, had some uh, tough words for China yesterday in his U.N. speech as we get ready to go into another round of talks. what, What are we seeing right now from China? What are they buying? How much? And what are they not buying yet that we are still hopeful they will?
7: Well, they bought another 21.3 million bushels of soybeans overnight, at least that's when the paperwork went through. And our sources in China are telling us that, uh, uh, contrary to some of the media reports, that these are basically um, state buyers purchasing soybeans, that private buyers are telling us that they still don't have co- uh, pro- uh, confirmation of word that those uh, waivers are being very selectively handed out, and the political situation is volatile enough. They don't trust the process of making purchases that the things won't be reversed before they get soybean shipped. So it looks like it's primarily state buying, and I think that will continue. And they tell us that the totals for this round will probably be at least 1.2 million metric tons, around 44 million bushels. So we'll probably see more come through tomorrow as well. Um, the, the eventual total is said to be between 5 and 6 million metric tons from this round. As um, we continue to scour, and I have a couple of native Chinese employees who are good at scouring the Chinese websites, they do not find that confirmation. So this seems to be very selective, of uh, picking the buyers they want. Mostly state buyers, in order to make these purchases, they want to influence things. You mentioned the rhetoric of President Trump as he positions for these trade talks, and uh, and I think China sees that as for what it is. It's it's positioning. Uh, And unlike other times this summer, they're not returning that rhetoric with harsh actions or withdrawing from the talks or anything like that. They're simply offering to buy more. So that does give a sense that things are moving forward, that they would like a deal here. And and President Trump, I think, would like a deal, particularly in light of what else is going on in Washington.
0: Are they buying, uh, is China buying any pork?
7: Well, the, the word is now that uh, the waivers have happened. And, uh, and, of course, keep in mind that state buyers here, again, do they pay themselves the, the, uh, the tariff. But uh, the, regardless, there's a package involving 100,000 tons of U.S. pork that they think is going to end up coming from the U.S. Now, that's equivalent to about one million head of, of hogs in the United States, or 40 percent of this week's hog kill. Now, year to day, a little bit of perspective, year to day commitments or sales that we've made to China total around 280,000 tons. So adding another 100,000 tons would be a big deal and that would basically be what we've been waiting for, what we've been anticipating. They're going to say this is a good faith purchase. Uh, but based on the observations we've made in the marketplace domestically in china as well as on the global marketplace where china's been active china really needs this pork and this is just further evidence of it regardless it's good for the u.s producer
0: so we wait and see uh, there's a difference of course between what's talked about and what actually happens and of course we go into this next round of talks and uh, is just just posturing going into those talks or as you just pointed out The need is so strong and so real in China now that uh, there's more maybe to these purchases that could lead to more?
7: Yeah, I think so, particularly the pork, but uh, also soybeans. Um, I would love to see some ethanol involved in there as well, but there's been no talk of that, and obviously some corn, but I think ethanol would really make a difference in the Midwest, helping with these grind margins. Uh, The rhetoric has definitely changed between the two sides. Uh, on the China side, of the African swine fever epidemic, I think, has gotten much worse than what the Chinese officials anticipated. The shortages of meat have been dramatic. The surge in prices has been explosive, and it's all been happening in the weeks leading up to their Golden Week holiday. That is the week when they wanted everything to be perfect to celebrate the 70th anniversary of the birth of their current form of government. Uh, and so they wanted everything to just be wonderful for people coming together and talking with friends and family and fe- eating together and feasting together, and good things to be said about the government. That's not the case. And so they're trying to do what they can to make it look like things going well. They've even waived tariffs on coffee imports from the United States, and not like we're a producer of coffee but a lot of coffee gets processed here, and then some gets exported to China, Try to cheapen the price of coffee through the holiday. So they're trying to do what they can. They would like to remove this trade dispute from their plate um, going into this time period, um, and also with the Hong Kong demonstrations continuing to be a factor as well, the democracy protests there. Uh, President Trump obviously has reasons that he would like to see an agreement, and what's developed in Washington over the last 24 hours simply increases that desire, or at least I think China will see it as that way. With all the political troubles it looks like he's going to be in over the next year, if in fact the House does go forward with a formal inquiry into impeachment, a trade deal with China stacked on top of a trade deal with Japan certainly would give him a lot of political points. And uh, so both sides have some incentive to try to get a deal.
0: You know, I think that's a good point, and I've been thinking about that today as well. With what's going on with the impeachment situation, doesn't that put more pressure on the White House maybe to get something done on these trade deals, maybe an RFS announcement, things like that? That may be a, a, the impetus to, to push some of these things forward.
7: Yeah, absolutely. Now, being involved in an impeachment process, whether guilty or innocent, does weaken him because it requires so much time just in his defense and so China's gonna be banking on that That they're gonna say he's probably gonna be hungrier to get a deal and maybe give on some crucial points obviously his opposition the Democratic Party is going to be watching to see if any deal that he does get did he sell out one sector of the US economy in order to get a deal to appease another sector so it's kind of a tough situation but I anticipate that China will go into these talks hoping that they find a President Trump that's more eager for a deal. If they do not, they may determine, well, he's not giving in on anything, and he's weakened politically. Maybe this means that we only have one more year with him. Maybe we'll just hold out for another year. So I think if we don't have a deal here within the next couple of months, then we probably are not going to have a deal ahead of the elections.
0: We're talking with Arlen Siderman with INTL FC Stone. Okay, let's look here at our harvest situation. Arlen, it uh, seems like we've kind of shifted from uh, frost concerns to wet weather concerns when it comes to, to this uh, fall's harvest.
7: Oh, my heart goes out to the farmers out there fighting the mud because not only have we had a lot of rain here in recent days, uh, the rivers are coming up, uh, farms are going back underwater again where the levees were Preached earlier this year, Um, but now more rain coming, and the next month looks like to have a great deal of rain in central and western parts of the Midwest. And uh, the fields just don't dry very fast this time of year, so it's going to be a challenge. A muddy harvest is never fun. I have uh, those memories myself. And when you look at the problems we've had this year, it's just it's just a nightmare that doesn't go away and create some challenges, some quality concerns for the crops as well as some potential yield loss for the crops as well.
0: Could we be looking at some kind of a harvest rally through this?
7: Well, the market's been showing some some sense of change in sentiment. We certainly have seen December corn probing above chart resistance at 375 It did so yesterday. It did so again overnight. It cannot make the move or sustain the move. It's struggling to do so. I think it needs to do so fairly quickly or they'll get nervous and go the other way. When we look at the broader commodity sector, we were seeing some signs coming into this week of a possible change in sentiment. We were starting to probe again above the downtrending channel that contained prices since late may of two thousand eighteen when the trade war started kind of a uh... A sentiment change we factored in all the bearish news now it's time for a seasonal change and look at the with more optimism at the potential for commodities the announcement of the potential in formal inquiry into impeachment really seemed to undermine that and we pulled back down with the commodities kinda getting hit hard today as a a sector. And that's pulling us back into that bearish channel. So the impeachment proceedings are having an impact on the sentiment toward not only the equities, but also the commodities, and maybe more specifically, the commodities over worries about the impact that might have on trade talks.
0: Yeah, we've had the China cloud looming over everything. Now the impeachment cloud's on top of that.
7: Yeah, exactly right. And There are some reports uh, that the administration has been releasing that they may have a a finalized type of trade deal to announce with Japan today. Uh, Of course, when you say that, Japan feels a little bit of leverage uh, to get a few last points in. And so the word is that there's a little bit of rough spot coming in there as Japan tries to renegotiate or maybe negotiate some things a little tougher. But if President Trump can get a trade deal with Japan today, that does ratchet up the pressure a little bit more on China. Um, But if you get a Japan deal and a China deal, that would certainly change sentiment in the commodity sector and the ag specifically.
0: Lots going on. Lots to keep an eye on. Arlen, as always, thanks for your perspective. Thank you. Take care. Arlen Suderman, Chief Commodities Economist for INTL FC Stone. So... We'll wait and see. Do we get this Japan deal signed right away? What happens with China? And, of course, this impeachment story, uh, a big one to watch, kind of, as I said, kind of that cloud right now over everything and see how it impacts uh, uh, so many different areas. Well, last time we talked with farmer David Bricks in Decatur, Illinois, one of the host farmers for the Farm Progress Show there. Uh, They were trying to get things going and doing some harvesting at the Farm Progress Show. What have they been able to get done since then? We'll talk about it on our Harvest Report next on AOA. Adams on Agriculture, brought to you by Sinex Premium Diesel. Synex Premium Diesel, diesel that doesn't mess around.
8: My mom's a breast cancer survivor. The United Breast Cancer Foundation saved her life. Their free breast cancer exam caught the cancer early, and it saved her life. But now the foundation needs your help so they can continue offering free or low-cost breast screening exams, saving more women's lives. Help them by donating your car, whether it's running or not. They'll provide fast, free 24-hour pickup, and you receive a charitable tax deduction. Plus, the great feeling you'll get knowing your donated car is going to help save more lives. Just call 800-745-3327 to set the wheels in motion. They take cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs, running or not. Call 800-745-3327. The United Breast Cancer Foundation needs your help, and your donation could literally save women's lives, helping them catch breast cancer early, like they did with my mom. Donate today. 800-745-3327. 800-745-3327. 180
2: over 111,
9: and I had a stroke. When I woke up, I couldn't speak or walk.
3: 180 over 110, and I had a stroke. And I'm 33, so I never see this coming. If you've come off your treatment plan, get back on it. Or talk with your doctor to create an exercise,
0: diet, and medication plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org.
3: I had to tell. Everything's changed at to toe. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council.
7: Peak performance at harvest is a necessity. It's our expertise. Producers who look to have a successful harvest turn to FS. Our grain systems experts reduce downtime by offering the latest products, innovations, and knowledge to your grain operation. Whether you need a part in a hurry or advice on your equipment, we'll keep you running. At FS, we're always looking for ways to optimize your grain system and ensure during harvest, your operation is ready for what's next. So visit fssystem.com and let's get you headed towards your next success. FS, bringing you what's next.
9: You may not realize how important three letters can be. For a patient who needs type A, B, or O blood, these letters can mean life, but there simply aren't enough people giving blood. Waiting for critical surgeries, your generosity can give someone more life. Don't wait until the letters A, B, and O are missing from hospital shelves. You are the missing type patients need. Visit redcrossblood.org forward slash missing types or call 1-800-RED-CROSS to make your donation appointment today.
0: Recently on Adams on Agriculture... In the state of Wisconsin, legislation has been proposed to stop the use of misleading labels on imitation milk and dairy products. And here to tell us about that is Tom Crave, president of the Dairy Business Association in Wisconsin and a farmer and cheesemaker in Wisconsin. Tom, thank you for joining us. Uh, Tell us about this proposed legislation in Wisconsin.
4: Well, it is being proposed that any product that is not truly milk or cheese be, not be able to use the milk or cheese label. We think it's very simple. Uh, Words do matter. Milk is milk, cheese is cheese. And we're just trying to have transparency for the consumers to be able to make an informed decision when they are buying products.
0: For the information important to rural America, join us on Adams on Agriculture.
5: There's a reason more than a billion feet of ADS farm tile lies beneath America's heartland. It's simple, we build trust. Since 1966, farmers and their families have trusted ADS products to improve yields and create longer growing seasons. From lift stations to water control structures, ADS agriculture has everything you need for total ag water management solutions. For everyone out there feeding the world, we wish you all a safe and happy harvest.
0: When we last talked with uh, David Bricks, host farmer at the Farm Progress Show in uh, Decatur, Illinois, we were at the, we were wrapping up the show. Well, that was a month ago. How much has uh, been done with harvest since then? We'll find out as we talk with David now. Good to talk with you again. Have you, have you had a busy month?
6: <laughs> yeah, it was it was quite the, quite a month. Uh, seems a little seems to drag on a little longer than normal, but. I guess a lot of the a lot of the times normally we're we're already harvesting, so we don't we don't see a lot of the show wrap up like we have this year.
0: So tell us um, after the show closed and they're at the end of August and uh, everyone cleared out, uh, how much harvesting have you been able to do since then?
6: The only thing we've been able to do is we of course we only had the Wednesday demos, so we only harvested twenty acres the one day. So we had all of the all the rest of the show corn was still standing, so we. Uh, we got it done there two weeks ago. We started on it two weeks ago and finished it up late last week. And uh, by the time uh, it was drying, at least a point, point and a half a day. And by the time we we got to it, it was down to fourteen percent. So it did cook pretty fast because we we definitely warmed up after the show left here. And and uh, so we got that hundred fifty done. And the only other thing that's going on in the in the area is is the uh, April planted stuff. Some of it's coming out and uh but we didn't have any of that we didn't have anything of course till till late may
0: so you were able to get the the show corn basically done now and how did it yield
6: it did real well uh if you'd have you told me that we'd plant it uh late may and 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 harvest it uh not far off from the show and and it would make 160 bushel yields then i'd have said you're crazy but that's what we got so um yeah, it came out fourteen to sixteen percent and and one hundred and sixty dry. So uh, yeah, it was it, it it performed quite well uh, for what we was expecting.
0: We're talking with David Bricks. He's one of the host farmers at the Farm Progress Show in Illinois, there at Decatur, Illinois. Uh, all right, David. So how far away are you from getting going with the rest of your harvest?
6: Uh, we're we two weeks out still. Uh, we got beans. We'll probably do might be able to do some beans before we will corn we we do have some early threes that are dropping leaves um so we'll we'll touch on some of that corn yeah we're still several weeks out here so um so that's that's uh i know it's supposed to warm back up so that'll help out quite a bit but uh um i guess we're we're up to we're we're depending upon mother nature as to how how well she drives this corn down
0: yeah, how much rain have you had recently? I know there's uh, rain here in the area in this part of uh, Illinois uh, overnight. How much did you get?
6: Yeah, we uh, we got almost, uh, we had nothing since the show. I mean, of course, it was wet for the show, and and the show site took an absolute beating. is the first year we've had a wet show. Parking areas, uh, lots inside, everything, it's a mess. Uh, and it got dry, and we was actually, we just, just yesterday finally got to go uh, start tearing up some of the, some of the parking areas because it was it was too hard and concrete so we got an inch of rain there last sunday almost an inch so that helped out that softened it up quite a bit but we had just a sprinkle this morning but uh but we were actually you know it's the way it's been all year is too much then not enough and then none and then and then when we didn't want it during the show we got it and and now it's been dry and and now here coming into harvest we seem to be a a little bit wetter pattern, but we haven't had nothing like the northern part of the states had. We're, we're, uh, you know, we're just basically right at an inch in the last in last week. So, so we're not. It just helps soften things up.
0: How do you feel about how your your crops are finishing out?
6: Uh, I think we're we're in pretty good shape here. I mean, you know, it's it's by far not a record. I've been hearing any of this other stuff. It's you know, like 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 everybody one forty to two forty. So, uh, pretty wide range in on yields and. And uh, you know we we didn't have the catastrophic water damage early in the year there. We just had constant rain, so so we don't have a lot of ponds, which is going to help us out too. Uh, it, it ain't going to be nowhere near seven or eighteen, but uh, but we do feel fortunate that we're 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 decent. And then that rain that we got back there in August during showtime, which we didn't want, actually was helping our beans quite a bit. That was still out there, so so I think we'll we'll. We'll be all right. Uh, we'll keep our head above water and, and and be thankful we got what we got. But uh, but it's it's not going to be no bend buster, that's for sure.
0: I know you enjoy the Farm Progress Show and being part of it and and being a host every other year. Uh, but when it's over, is there kind of a sigh of relief to knowing kind of that pressure's off for a while?
6: Oh, man, it, it is. There's You know, it is nonstop from... From you know early August there clear through mid September and 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 now you know and, and normally we don't have that luxury of of having a little break between the show and harvest which we've had this year so that's helped out a little bit but on the downfall then also it means that our harvest is going to be later than normal so so that's uh, that's not that's not that good either so it's there's you know we might have got a break here and a little breather from from the busyness of a show but. That's going to put our fall back, you know, uh, messed up a little bit with with the later fall. So, so I don't know. You take the good with the bad, and I don't, I don't know if you'd rather just go right into everything after the show, or or, or if, if a break is good. So, but it's a lot of work, and thankfully this year we didn't have the heat. That was the best part of, even though it was cool and wetter. But uh, uh, we didn't, you know, the, on our bodies anyway. The setup for the show was was pretty easy.
0: Yeah, it's going to make it a challenge to get much fall field work done this year after harvest.
6: Yeah, we, you know it's going to be a lot of that simultaneous stuff. If you can find find guys to to uh, keep the chisels running, as soon as we get a field done, that way we don't run into problems like you did last year, knowing uh, not knowing when when the weather's going to change on us, and uh, that's what got us in the bind there first of November last year. So hopefully the frost holds off, and and uh, and the, the snow and the, and the freezing temperatures holds off later than it did last year. And, and maybe we can get this year wrapped up because I, along with a lot of other guys, am ready to wash 2019 out of the way and start on 2020. Right.
0: You have heard a lot of people say that for sure. David, thanks a lot. And we'll talk again in a couple of weeks when you get into harvest. Okay, thanks.
6: All right. Have a good day.
0: Take care. David Bricks, one of the host farmers at the Farm Progress Show in Decatur, Illinois, and we thank him for his harvest report. Hope you'll join us again tomorrow right here on AOA. Sinex Premium Diesel comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn to optimize performance in all engines.